As a business and leadership mentor, wife, and mom, I know that building a legacy business as a high-performing female entrepreneur can be overwhelming when you play many demanding roles in your life. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. You can be a powerful, high performer in your career, plus enjoy a fulfilling marriage and be a great mom all at the same time. Join me and my guests every week to get the inside scoop on what it really looks like to build a high growth business while living a life truly aligned with your family and personal values. Welcome back to the Built to Last show. I'm so excited to have my friend Kat on today, the lead boss. We should have pressed record 20 minutes ago because we've been having the most (laughs) incredible conversation, just kind of catching up, catching each other up to speed on where our lives as women and moms and wives have been going and have been the last year where our businesses are transitioning. I'm really excited to hear all about that from Kat. So Kat, welcome to the show. Fill everybody in on who you are. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and then we're going to dive right in. Oh my God. So this is going to be like a four part series, right? Like <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Let's go ahead and just decide that now. Right. Um, you know, I guess the long and short of it is, is that we are continuously evolving as humans and as business owners, as moms and whatever other label you want to slap on us. Um, but there's always, always that same, that same drive, it's impact. And so that really is kind of the thing that drove me from eating bathroom in the fifth grade by myself on the toilet stall, um, being bullied to, you know, getting my MBA to getting the big highfalutin corporate gig, realizing, well, my soul's passion and purpose isn't being met to starting my own business, to breaking it down and rebuilding it and breaking it down and rebuilding it all in pursuit of, of of that impact. Um, so that's the shortest version of the story I've ever told. Um, who I am is basically I help people make more money online by leveraging strategies that are in alignment with their strengths and how their ideal clients like to show up online. I like to call them firework experiences, all that in support of creating more conversations that convert into sales. Love that. Love that. And you're so good at what you do too. So good at what you do. Okay. Here's where I want to start. Um, because this is something you and I have both experienced in the last six to 12 months. Um, you and I both have a lot of friends, peers, and colleagues in the online entrepreneurial space, coaching space who are having really similar experiences to us. And something that you just said, um, in your intro there about your soul, not being met when you were with the corporate gig, will you talk a bit about, you know, in an entrepreneur's journey, what we start out doing mm. is not typically what we end up doing long-term. And I know that's something that you have been navigating recently. And I imagine that to a degree, you felt like your own soul wasn't being met in the way that you had structured that particular business. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, how did you know, how did you know it was time to make a change? Like what was a feeling that you had? Was it a thought? Was it a feeling? How did you know it was time to make a change in your business and just kind of walk us through that process? Because Kat, I believe we need to shine so much more light on this conversation because it need more, more people need to be doing it and it's also okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start with the fact that there's a pragmatic reality of people need to make money in their business. That's just it. You know, so whether it's your your you have to make 50k, you have to make 200k, you have to make 500k, whatever it is to meet the goals that you're wanting to meet, 
when we are solely driven by the monetary aspect of things, we tend to make exceptions. And I'm literally going to be posting something about this. It's just when we make an exception, all you have is an exception in your bleep. You know where I was going with there. So what it is, is most times we know red flags, right? We see someone, they have certain behavior online and you're like, nope. And you kind of turn and walk away and walk around them. It's the orange and yellow flags that people have to watch out for. And those are where the exceptions are made. It's, oh, well, they didn't meet that qualification, but it's okay, blah, blah, blah. And then what happens is that client ends up being that client that drains you, not financially necessarily, but in terms of energy, in terms of time, in terms of effort, in terms of presence. And for me, I was starting to see that I was making too many exceptions in pursuit of hitting a financial goal. And so it wasn't a small financial goal. It was, it was one that was definitely helping me achieve comfort plus because it's not just about comfort. Um, and I just looked and was like, this, this is costing me too much. This is taking so much away. Like I am someone who believes in being present. It's why I do what I do because my mom had to work and do make decisions for the family in order to provide for the family, which meant that she wasn't around as much as I needed her to be. And because of that, I went through different experiences that I may or may not have had to go through, but I didn't have the person I needed to help me get through it. Yeah. And so I want to make sure I get emotional. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that other parents, whether you're a caregiver, you're a dog mom, right? You have friends, family, whatever it is that you can be present in those people's lives. Because when you're present, that's how you put love out into the world. Mm -hmm. That's how you make the world change because the world as it is right now is not okay with me. And so that's my mission is to make sure that those people are more successful faster. But what was happening is, is that the people I was working with were getting results, but they weren't getting the results that I knew they could because they weren't the right clients for me and where I was going and who I could support. And so I had to make a decision. Could I continue to be relatively successful by all accounts with who I was working with? Or was I willing to risk taking things down and reassembling them and the fear and all of that, that can start seeping in there to try to really work with the right aligned kind of client mm -hmm. for where I am right now. Now, the people I was working with were in alignment with who I wanted to be working with a while ago. It's just that I had changed. My process had gotten better, who I wanted to work with tweaked and I had to tweak with it or I was going to get left behind and I was just going to stay in a place of dissonance, which we all know that when you're there, it just, everything starts crumbling and you can't build it back up. Yeah. I was, I was definitely there in, I'd say that started for me the, well, it was the end of 2020, the end of 2020. And I let it go as long as I could let it go through 2021. And then very much like you, it's like, I'm at a point, I'm at a breaking point. You know, I've got to draw a line in the sand. I'm either going to keep going in this direction that I'm forcing now, literally, or I'm going to really become who I'm meant to become and align with that. So I imagine that process was not overnight or quick or necessarily um, tulips and rainbows. Do you mind sharing just a little bit of insight around what the process looks like for you, how you managed your mind around that, mm. how you were able to you know, did you have to make any changes financially? Because I do think one of the biggest things that people worry about is I'm going to lose my money. I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. And I think that's one of the reasons that it keeps people hanging on to the thing that is crushing their soul Yeah. because they're afraid now I'm not going to make as much money. What are people going to think about me? Because I'm not making as much money and I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to pay all my bills, whether it's personal business or both can just kind of 
Yeah. Well, how'd you navigate all that? So one, I'm, I tend to keep relatively, I mean, pretty amazing profit margins in my business. Um, and it's because it's a choice to be a boutique business. It's a choice that I'm actively pursuing. I'm not looking to build out huge teams. I'm not looking to be a fortune 100 because that's not where my values line. So that would be the first thing was really looking at where are my values. And I had this conversation with someone the other day, which was your values never changed. They just change and they reprioritize themselves. So when you're 18, spending time with your mom, probably not a huge priority, right? When you're getting older and your kids are getting older and your mom's getting older, that priority might bump up to one of those top three. And so my priorities, even over the last year had started changing in terms of where I really wanted to put my time. And I was done hustling. I was done grinding. I was done glorifying it Mm. and being glorified by it and really looking at what did I really want to build as my legacy? And it wasn't necessarily about the quantity, but the quality. Mm. And so I really had to go back and look at what what was I tolerating? I was tolerating things in my business that were eating at my soul. And so what's the difference between that and being in corporate? I wasn't showing up in the way that I wanted to show up because I was tolerating these other aspects that weren't in service of me, which meant it wasn't in service of my client. And that was the second piece was to really completely re-examine who my ideal client was. It's always like, and it's one of the first things I always talk about, which is like, all right, when you look at your ideal client, I'm like, I can hear the audible eye rolls, but guess what? If you're not selling the way that you want, the likelihood is that you are not working with the person that you want, which means your marketing is not in alignment with who you want to work with. So Time to revisit it again. What languages are you using? How are you attracting them? Is everything in alignment with what they want to achieve? And then the third thing was, is I had to restart using my process. And it doesn't matter what you do in the world. Usually when things aren't as successful as you want in your business is because you're not following your own process. Whether you're in biz dev, Mm -hmm. you're a health coach, you're an energy healer. When that dissonance happens, there's that word again. It's because you are not operating in the process that you are supporting other people with. Once you realign yourself with that, then abundance can be released from within you and you can also attract it externally. Yeah. Yeah. So what changes did you recognize in yourself and in your business once you made the decision, I'm going to let the past go. I'm going to stop paying on to the past. I'm clear on the direction I'm headed. I'm clear on what's alignment for me. You knew you wanted to build and have more of a boutique business. What what did you notice changed in yourself, in your life, and in your business as a result of this? I'm smiling because I know exactly the moment in time that this happened. Um, what happened was, so I'm a I'm an if you can't tell, I'm pretty action oriented. If you're watching the video, there's red background and I got a red stripe <laughs> on my hair. So my branding is about action. You know, I'm all in alignment with that. My struggle was being, and that was my biggest opportunity. That was the thing that I I already knew it. I knew that I had a difficult time understanding what being was. I, everyone told me, you just need to be. And I was like, well, how do you do that? How do you be? And so I remember in 2021, I had set my intention And I was like, I roll because I hate setting intentions because they never happened. And I remember telling the story to someone and I said, I set the intention that I wanted things to happen with ease. I was focused on that. And what happened? I turned ease into a goal. I made it something that I had to achieve 
and it reflected a monetary amount. It reflected how many clients it reflected, how many time, much time I could off. So I took a being what was, should have been a being energy. And I turned it into a doing energy, which completely sabotaged me because I just bait myself up when I couldn't be in ease because it wasn't happening fast enough. And I had to change the energy behind it. And so now I have a, an, an energy that I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't turn it into a goal. And so my energy is all about play. I am. And different people, some people call it joy because that comes from within you. It has to be something that's completely hundred percent heart centered and not egotistically driven, ego driven. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I can't turn play. I mean, I could try to, I don't want to, because it's a feeling I have when I'm with a client. It's a feeling I have when I'm on stage. It's a feeling I have when I'm talking one-on-one, when the camera's off, when the camera's on. It is just an essence of who I am. And so tapping into that before I get on a sales call, tapping into that before I go live, tapping into it before I write a piece of content, infuses it with a positive energy of all the things that I'm wanting to create and you know instill into the world and helps it perpetuate and it becomes that ripple effect. It's the right rock to throw into the water that will create the expansion that I want to experience personally and the expansion that I want my clients to have. I love that. I love that. I find that so many people who are action driven and I'm just sitting over here listening, you and I are so similar in, you know, like our personality styles and what drives us, what motivates us, how we like to operate. I think we both love results too. So I, I completely resonate with everything you're saying around, again, I think so many of us, it kind of came to a head for a lot of us in 2020 and 2021 with what we experienced and this whole push to keep doing and achieving and succeeding and being at the top, it just all kind of surfaced and just sort of like blew up in our faces, honestly. And just like you, I historically was like, okay, I get what you're saying. Like it's who you're being, but it's like, nobody could actually teach you what's the process or how do you, how do you actually do that? So I figured it out. I actually figured it out. <laughs> okay. Do you want to tell us? I do. Okay. So this is how a doer reconciles being. There is a fine line between doing and being. There's just like, it's like, like left and right brain almost, right? And there's this line. It's the actions that you are doing to support being. So what you're doing supports beingness to exist. And Give so us an example. an example. Meditating. It is mm-hmm. something I can do on a daily basis. It's a box I can check. It's a thing that my ego can get around so that I can connect to my heart which is where being lives. Mm-hmm. I can be in male energy. I dominate in that space. It's the feminine energy that I have to bring in. And so if I can calm the male energy by saying, I'm not doing something, then I, then I go into hyperactive mode. So, oh, I'm doing something. There's an intention here. I've calmed my ego down. That allows me to then connect to my heart and really be in that space of being. When I meditate, there is a substantial difference in my business than when I don't. Mm-hmm. And every time I'm like, hold on, things are going wonky again. What's going on? What am I doing? What am I not doing? How am I being and how am I not being? And what is the opportunity? And then I look back. Okay. I stopped meditating for a while. Oh, I'm not following my process. Oh, I haven't done this. And it's just, you know, it's, it's not beating myself for not doing it. It's like, oh, there's the opportunity for learning. 
because in learning myself, I can impart that onto my clients and that's how they get results faster. So it's all in service. And that's the key point is being in service of you. So you can be of higher service to other people. Yeah. Yeah. How much of this, like this, that you've really trained yourself, do you now bring into your client work? Because I know that you're working with clients on lead generation and sales and growing their business and growing the profits, which is a very like action-oriented headspace to be. So how have you been able to marry this and integrate this into the work you do with your clients? So I weave it in subtly because um, everything I talk about and do has a peace of mindset. My brain cannot help but be strategic. And yep. sometimes when you, if you, cause I, everything I do has a strategy behind it. There is a rhyme. There is a reason it is never arbitrarily done. Even things that are potentially done on a whim, I've quickly tied to what is the purpose here. And so really looking at how to infuse it. So I have actually, I'm accredited coach. I'm about to become an MCC. So it's the highest level of accreditation. This means actual training. This means actual coaching hours. This means real legit stuff, not a fly by night certification. However, I do not call myself a coach. I infuse coaching modalities as part of my strategy and my systems. So when I have someone who's coming in and saying, Hey, I'm having all these problems with my employees. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. Then I go into, well, how are you showing up as a leader? It's not a skill set necessarily. That's a mindset. Leadership is mindset mm-hmm. and looking at what are the options. And then now taking that mindset and that state of being, what are the actions that support you being able to achieve that place of in that energetic space? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Okay. Something I'm super fascinated by is th- these firework experiences. The first time I heard you say that I attended one of your podcast. Yeah. What do you call mixers. it? The, pod- yeah, the podcast mixers. Okay. The yeah. podcast mixers, which by the way, oh my gosh, I loved it. I loved it. You, you pull such great people. I can't wait to do that again. And I heard you say it there and I was like, what does she mean by a firework experience? What is that? So a lot of times let's go back to like, why, one of the reasons why I do what I do. So when people have coming into this space And if you started your business in the last five years, this space already had kind of solidified itself in terms of what I mean is a digital marketing space had solidified itself in terms of certain ways of behaving, certain ways of doing things. Those things, those strategies came from bro marketers. And what I mean is the manipulation, the fake scarcity, the NLP BS, right? Um, you know, stuff like that of, Hey, if you don't buy from me, then you're not taking your business seriously or, Hey, everybody, I've got a bonus at the back of the room. This actually happened to my husband. I have a bonus in the back of the room. Go ahead and take advantage of it. You know what the bonus was? There's a set of phones lined up so that you can increase your credit card line on your credit card. Oh my gosh. That was the bonus was to show you how to do it so that you would then do it (gasps) with other people. Oh my gosh. So that kind of stuff, the, Hey, there's only 10 seats and there's always only 10 seats. So that is what is predominantly in the marketplace right now in terms of strategies that work. Now that is hyper-masculine in terms of male energy um, and approach. And most people actually don't operate that way. And so there's this misalignment with how they're showing up and the strategies they're using. And they're not getting success because it's not about their ability to deliver a result. It's their ability to market and Mm -hmm. sell. And I always say you can have the worst sales call in the world, but if you've got the right lead, it's going to close. So that's why lead generation for me is actually one of the most important aspects to focus on because it has everything to do with who you're wanting to work with and all that. So given all of that, that plays into the marketing, the firework experience, which is how do you create conversations without being a sleazy schmuck? 
right? We all know Pitchy Pete on LinkedIn. You could gives you PTCD, post-traumatic connection disorder. You accept the connection and you kind of wince because you know the next message is going to be a pitch. And why did you not wake up wanting to pay a random stranger $10,000 today? What is wrong with you for not wanting to do that? So really it's looking at how do we create context for a conversation without activating the sleaze and the sales on both sides of that conversation on you being like, all right, I'm ready for a pitch. Instead being like, Hey, I'm looking forward to hearing from this person. Mm -hmm. So I'll use a little bit of a corporate experience, like story to help with this, which is most of us, my clients too, come from a corporate professional background. And we're used to someone going, I need that report. I need you in this meeting. I need this. I need this. I need this. And you just having to go, Oh, fine. Getting interrupted all day long. Now, what if that same person came to you and said, Hey, I've got tickets to the pink concert. Want to come? What happens? You all of a sudden get the babysitter that wasn't available to you when you had to go to that other meeting. Your car's in the shop. You're willing to invest in an Uber to get there. What are we doing as entrepreneurs to provide that level of experience for other people? It's driving the value, creating community, you being the hub for opportunity then correlates those positive emotions with you as a person, which means that that gets implanted in that person's brain and becomes a neural pathway. When I want good experiences, when I want to achieve a result, when I want to get connected, I go to Kat. I go to her community because it's a quality community. It's not 60,000 people in a Facebook group pitching each other, but it's smaller. It's intimate because we all know that high ticket sales happens with conversations and it happens with quality conversations, not always quantity. Mm-hmm. So that's what the firework experience is, is how, how, what is your engagement with that person from connection to the conversation, to the invitation, to the close, and what events are you putting on that are enabling those conversations to happen? Because if we hadn't known each other and you had been invited to this podcast mixer and I reached out to you afterwards and said, Hey, Megan, did you make any great connections? You'd respond. If I reached out to you and you hadn't been to that and be like, Hey, Megan, are you great making great connections online? you feel, you know, there's a pitch coming. Yeah. It's just, it's there. It's like the retreats that you do. Mm -hmm. It creates these amazing intensive experiences that drive a huge result and it happens faster. So it really shortens the sales cycle and it's easy to have a follow-up conversation because they just experienced you in your best, in your genius. Mm -hmm. And of course it makes sense for someone to want to continue to work with you. Yeah. It's interesting. I've got a follow-up question with this, but I'll tell a quick story. Um, I have not always done this. I've done this a couple of times. Plus I also had this experience as a potential client. A couple of times I've invited um, an individual, whether they were a current client or a prospect to attend one of my mastermind retreats. And in my mind, because I also want people to be really clear, like in my mind, it wasn't like Like you, there was like a bit of it was strategy, but prior to that, it was, I see this person and where they're going with this group of people. I see them being able to contribute to this group of people. I see them being able to be in community with these type of people. I see these people like raising this person up so that they can really see their full potential. And, and I'm very strategic about who I would even invite into that room because they're not paying for it. They're just coming. They're my guests to that. And then also in the back of my mind, kind of my second thought is if they truly are the right fit, they would never walk out of this room having had that experience and then be like, nope, not doing in your mastermind. And every time I've done this, I haven't even had to go up to them and say, so what do you think? I haven't even had to do that. 
they've just been like, uh, where, like, I can't not do like, how do I get into this? Like what? And, um, again, I haven't done that very many times, but it works with the right person. Yeah. And that's a similar, you know, that's just one tiny little example of you're giving that one person a firework experience in something that you already have that's paid and they're a guest. Now, my question for you is, do these firework experiences, like I know the podcast mixer, that's, I go to that. That's totally free. I'm not paying money to be part of that. Are firework experiences free? Are they paid? That's my first question. Or is it a both and? It's a both and. And what I mean is, so there's 12 different firework experiences that you can choose from. And there's lots of other ones that kind of fit underneath the same umbrella. Um, but I've really identified them as 12 unique kind of experiences. And the bottom five, I put them on the bottom, not because they aren't valuable. They're hugely valuable. It's that they take a long time to go from concept to market. They could take six months. They could take a year because there's a certain level of investment in terms of production. Maybe you need a bunch of emails, landing page, sales page, like upsells, downsells, all that stuff. And it doesn't mean that they don't work. It's just that I tend to like to get results a little bit faster. And so the the top seven are all concept to market in three weeks. I don't see anybody talking about going from concept to market in three weeks so that you can start repeating the process because a process is how you get consistent revenues. So looking at testing, modifying, and optimizing that. I also say that you're already connected to at least 100K in your current network without adding a, not without sending one more connection request. Most people aren't focusing on who they're already connected to and monetizing that. So All that to say, which is firework experiences are based off of basically three things. One, how do you show up? What do you like doing? There's so many people out there promoting, just do this one thing and it'll solve all your problems. What if you don't like doing that one thing, but then you're stuck. You paid $10,000 for it, $20,000 for it. You don't like doing it. And so I'm really super shocked when you're not doing something you don't enjoy. The other piece that a lot of people aren't looking at is how does your ideal client show up? How do they consume information? What do they have time for? And what do they have the resources for? And so that's where the, you know what, sometimes to attract a certain person, it needs to be paid. And Mm. sometimes to have a low barrier to entry, it needs to be free. Sometimes it needs to be free while you build up reputation and then it becomes paid. So it's, it's all about identifying those two aspects. And then the key to making it all this work is having the strategy that aligns both of those things together. Those are the rungs to the ladder to success. And so you can have different firework experiences. I see people using two, three, four, even successfully in conjunction because they have a process behind it. And so one of the biggest benefits that I actually provide my clients is I give them the SOP. I give them the email templates. I give them the content they need to be posting because all that stuff is the thing that keeps people stuck. How do I do this? I don't know. Well, here, this is about implementation and getting to market fast so you can validate an idea and then start to continue to reinvest resources behind it. Yeah. So it sounds like these firework experiences are also extremely high value. Yes. And I know that's something that you and I have noticed in the digital online expert coaching space that it's kind of lacked a bit over the years. And I really see it on the client delivery and client experience side. And I know value and providing really epic value is something that is super important to you. I know you teach your own clients this. You are an example of this. You demonstrate it. Where do entrepreneurs really need to elevate their 
the, you know, the degree to which they are providing excellent value, whether it's to leads and prospects or to their already existing clients, where can we improve? So I think this again, aligns to that, the bro marketing strategies out there, which is people delivering as far as a sales call. It's what I call lazy, uh, lazy leverage. So people want to create leverage in their business. And so they start group programs or they start a membership site or all this other stuff just in the focus of getting a certain monetary amount, right? If I get this many people at this many in this renewal, like, and I love money math. I love it. Um, but it's also looking at what's going to sustain you and what's going to alignment with your energies. So how to change it is actually to do it. Um, I think that if your clients, if you've only got one or two clients who've gotten results, then you're not delivering or you're working with the wrong person. So looking at improving those two areas are the kind of, there's always levers in our business that we can pull. So if you're not you yourself, not making the money that you want, whether it's 500K or a million, right? Or you're not working with the right person, then it's looking at, or your clients aren't getting results. It's looking at where are things off and have you pulled that lever all the way down? Do you need to tweak who you're working with? Do you need to tweak your pricing so that the right people show up? Do you need to tweak the value that you're driving in the first place? But I think that that's why it's really important to pick the right strategy because you do want to attract the right person. It's why like a... um um, what's it called? Those, um, the challenges, right? So five, three days, seven day, they can be phenomenal. I have made tons of money doing those and that strategy doesn't align with my current ideal client. Yep. And so that's a thing. And, and I think, you know, that too, of this is always a process of being able to identify what is that next strategy that those people will respond to, because it's not about all about what I want. It's why those things have to work together. It is what you want and how they show up. And there's a way to make what you want work for them, but that's where people like us come into play. Of We're the ones that have been there, done that. We know how to fast track the results. And so really not working in that silo. And I think the biggest aspect of value that that can be driven is in community. I think people don't put enough emphasis and time and energy and effort behind it you know, I talked about that 60 K Facebook group. I've seen them. I was, I was impressed. It's a big number and it was complete crud. When you went inside, it was Mm -hmm. all people pitching each other, me, 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 buy from me kind of stuff. And I think that people who are established in their business, they're well beyond that. They get annoyed by that and they're willing to invest not even necessarily in the person, but in the community. And so Mm -hmm. if you can show that you're delivering results, that you've got the right people around you, then it just, lays out the path of what you're going to experience with a person. And that's the whole point of this. It's the experience. You can, two people can put out the same content, but the way the person shows up and how that person experiences it from the leader, that's the thing that's going to make the buying decision. Yeah, I've bought from someone a much higher ticket program because I liked them better because my experience from them was better. I've also not bought from someone that I liked because their system didn't deliver the freebie that they said that they would deliver because there was a bunch of typos because they didn't take the time to think about what my experience would be in their space. Mm -hmm. So a lot of what you're talking about too, it's, it's aligning with your own soul and aligning with yourself and where you're being guided and called to serve. And it's also being in alignment with world-class delivery and experience. And it's, this piece, this experience piece, client experience and client delivery, that is the piece where I feel like the industry across the board is really falling short. Yep. And people have gotten a lot more wise. 
people have gotten burned so many times in programs. I truly believe that if you are someone who puts more of an emphasis and an effort in client experience and delivery, you're going to win a thousand times over. Now, what I would love to hear from you, I know that you, you've got a husband, you're a wife, you're a mom of three little ones. Are they all under six? Uh, all under eight now. So okay. as time wow. progresses, they're growing. <laughs> they're all under eight. And here we are. And you know, I've got a husband, Sean, I've got a daughter, Brighton. I don't have three, but I have one. And, you know, we've got a lot of responsibilities, you know, you know, both you and I have also been through a lot of personal things in the Mm -hmm. last year or two, some highly emotional things that we don't really talk about publicly because that's not why we do what we do. So we're still trucking along though, in our business. And I imagine that there are some people listening to this and they're like, I don't have time to put more effort and energy on client experience because I've got to do this, that, and the other in my business. You're doing it though, Kat. You're doing it with three kids under eight and a husband and yourself to take care of and your business. And you completely transitioned your entire business last year. How are you putting such a magnificent emphasis on client experience and delivering at such a high level and also being present for your family? Well, boundaries really help. (laughs) So um, one of the things that I have a hard boundary on, and it's it's interesting because when I see people starting to struggle more and more in their business, that's usually the first question I ask, which is, how are your boundaries? And they usually say shitty. And I was like, that's probably why you're struggling. The thing is, is that we as humans will take up as much time as we allow ourselves. So if you give yourself all day to do lead generation, you're likely going to take all day. However, if you give yourself the first hour of the morning to do the most, one of the most important pieces of your business and you commit to that, then it will take you an hour. And now you've got the rest of the day to do the other quote unquote stuff like client delivery. That's really important. Um, You know, I stop work at five. I will say every now and then I will make an exception for something. And, but that's a choice. I'm not victim to my time. Mastery of time is a true reflection of success. Your ability to choose where and how you spend your time and still being able to provide for your family, because that is an actual responsibility and requirement. I mean, you know, we, there's plenty of people out there whose spouse, whose partner makes enough money that you yourself would not necessarily have to, you know, financially contribute. That's not, that's not what it's about. I want to contribute to my family because that is my mission. It's not just the money, it's the impact of it. And so in order for me to increase my impact, I have to increase the experience that my clients have. And one of my biggest competitive advantages, which is what most people will say will not help me leverage, is the fact that I am not a guru on the mountaintop. You have me next to you, arm in arm. I am there next to you while you're dealing with what you're dealing with. You get access to me. Will that always be the case over time? Probably not. But right now that's the case. And what's going to happen is, is that I'll be damn sure that anybody who works in my business is going to be personally trained by me and understand my values and how I show up so that they are a reflection of who I am, because that is so important. I have seen people bring people in their business and they just, you know, I've seen coaching programs, bringing coaches who have never had an hour of coaching training. It is in disservice because that is a money grab. That is a money grab attitude. And I'm not shocked when those businesses end up just tanking when something goes wrong. And so it's really about being intentional and not trying to go big too fast. What's Mm -hmm. the real motivation? Is it the money or the impact? 
right? Money will be there as you have the impact. And it's also about really standing in your value and standing in your worth. We are all priceless. I get it. But what are you also willing to receive? And what are the results of your clients able for you to demand? Yeah. You know, I think that has been something for a lot of people that has been challenging to really get clear on what are my values? Where am I being called to serve? And what does it look like? And what does it feel like for me to serve in my way? What's the kind of business I want to build? I think we see that a lot with money goals. Mm. You know, over the years, we'll hear people say, like, I want to make $50,000 a month or I want it to be a million dollar year. But then they really don't know why. And I think so many people are saying those numbers or stating certain goals or stating certain values, even because they're seeing what other cool people online are saying and doing. And then it's sort of, you know, just sort of funneling people into that direction. So, you know, last question here, is that something that you ever struggled with? And then you finally had to get super clear on like, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm here to do. These are my values. And then not feel like you were going to be wrong for the way in which you decided to run your business and show up online. Like, did you have to stop looking at what everybody else was doing? Because a lot of people struggle with this, even yeah. very successful people. So it's funny, we were talking about this and and I was I wanted to make this point. And then you asked this question. And I was like, oh yes, I get to make a point. It's the exact one I wanted to make. You and I have been on a phone call um, with a, you know, on different occasions on with different kinds of people with million dollar seven-figure business owners. And people making more than a million dollars. Right. And that person, the way that they showed up, I was like, I don't want this. If, if, if this is how you show up on a call with your peers and this is how you're being and you're that level of success. And I didn't have a reason to doubt that they were at that level of success. And this is your emotional space and baggage. No, thank you. So that person who was making a million dollars was probably making less than what I was making at the time because of everything that was going out. Making a million, it's just like six figures. Making six figures is not the same as making paying yourself six figures. And earning seven figures is not the same as paying yourself seven figures. And so really looking at what is the money going to do for you? Do you have a name for that dollar? Where is it going to go towards? Whether it's the kids trust funds or getting yourself, you know, the Jaguar, I don't know, I'm not even a Jaguar fan, whatever it is that you're wanting, second vacation home. I don't care what your motivation is, name it understand what it's for. And then the things can start falling into place. And so really looking at what is the lifestyle you want to be living? And are you building the business that supports that? And that's what I had to take a look at because I was starting to go into a money grab modality and building out programs and working with people to support that money, but not what it is that I wanted to do. So I really had to come back to kind of what we first started talking about and being like, what is the boutique business that I want to build that lets me live the way that I want to live in abundance, free compared to someone who might be making more money, but energetically is void. And that's Mm -hmm. not how I want to be. And so really being intentional and being conscious and being an active participant in my business versus trying to set up to someone else's expectations, because we've had conversations. You said it too, which is I have conversations with people and I had no idea that was going on. But I was willing to have the conversation with a person when the when the when the camera was off and they 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 shared mm-hmm. those conversations only happen on the back end. So stop assuming that someone is, you know, was it Pinterest perfect or you know the Facebook facade or whatever it is, compare yourself to where they were when you are where you are and not where they are now. 
And honestly, don't look left. Don't look right. Stay in your lane. You're here to have a purpose. You're here. You you're here to fulfill a mission and being clear with what that is. The money will be there no matter what it is that you want. Yep. So for the people who have a mission to fulfill and you might be the best person to support them and guide them to get there, tell us who is your ideal client? What exactly are you doing with your clients to help them achieve results? And how can people get in touch with you? So I start with multiple six-figure um, business owners, and then I do have um, you know millionaire um, business owners as well. And so I do have a different ways of working with people based off of where they are in business. Um, but basically, it's really looking at how are they showing up and how are they doing what they do effectively so that every aspect of their business is a profit center and not a cost center. So whether that's your teams being fully booked, whether that's you being fully booked, um, and it's all about looking at the consistency and the predictability of your processes so that you have a full pipeline of your ideal clients and that you're not having to look for the room to be in, but that you're building the room where your ideal clients are showing up and where they're listening to you and wanting to move into that next conversation for the sales. Um, so getting in touch with me, um, I think I'm, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. If you you know fit that modality and you are leveraging visibility as a strategy to build your business, come check out my firework experience. Come to the podcast mixer. Um, you can find it at leadbossmixer.com. Um, and then everything else, you know, I'm searchable online. I get around the interwebs. <laughs> easy to find, easy to right, find. Right. What a rich conversation, Kat. Thank you so much for being super honest about what your journey has looked like and honest about the evolution of who we are becoming, who we are being, what we're doing in our businesses, who we're serving. I think that so often many people just try to hang on to what they built in the past and hang on to the way they built it in the past and the way that they are functioning inside of their businesses. And like you said, if anybody's getting stuck, it could be because you're hanging on to something that's no longer in alignment with you. And it does really take a time of pause. There Mm. typically is a season of pause and a season of slowing it down. So you can recalibrate and reinvent and listen to yourself so that you're being more guided internally than externally based on everything else that we're seeing. So this was phenomenal, Kat. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the Built to Last show. If you're loving the show and have gotten any value out of it for your business and life, would you mind doing two things? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Our listener reviews helps us get more visibility and reach more people just like you. Help us make a difference for more entrepreneurs by helping them grow their businesses in a way that aligns with their life, family, and core values. Thank you so much for being part of our community and tuning into the show each week.